Welcome to the Pursuing the Rock podcast, a podcast of Rootville Road Baptist Church. Here we talk all things life, scripture, and ministry. I'm Andrew, the student pastor. I'm Garrett, the college pastor. I'm Andres, host. No, I'm not the host. I'm the... Lead missionary. (laughs) And I'm Jason, just the the guy who sits in every now and again. (laughs) The guy that got woke up for this podcast this morning. Yeah. (laughs) All right, so let's give our time and place. What's happened? I mean, like, where are we at and what time is it when we got up? Yeah, we're in Ecuador right now, and uh, we we got up at 5 a.m. for you guys so we could uh, do a podcast and so y'all could learn all things Ecuador. So, um, I hope you enjoyed this. You better enjoy this. You better share it with all of your friends. <laughs> yeah, it's been a great week. I mean, like, people go on vacation sometimes to Ecuador, and they don't wake up at 5 o'clock. I definitely wouldn't be waking up at 5 o'clock if I was on vacation in Ecuador. I mean, it's what serving the Lord calls for. It's I mean, what we do. Uh, Andreas, tell us a little bit about yourself, man. Like, uh, just, just give us a really quick intro, and then we'll kind of go into depth in a few minutes. Just... Go for it. Um, I, I don't know how, what I'm going to say, but uh, my name is Andres, and I am 32 years old. This is my first time in the podcast, so that's why I'm kind of nervous. <laughs> I thought you guys were going to cut and edit, but it seems like everything flows in oh, here. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, but, worst come to worst, I can cut something if I need to. No uh, worries. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm married. My wife's name is Veronica. I have two daughters. Um... The oldest is Rebecca, she's seven, and Sophie, she's the youngest, and she's five. And we have been living in the coast of Ecuador for uh, almost a year. Mm. And we used to live in our whole life in the mountains, but it's a different environment for us, even that we are in the same country because of the elevation, the culture here on the coast is different. And some other stuff like humidity, hot weather, cold mm-hmm. weather here, but in the mountains, it's kind of more regular. Mm-hmm. And whenever it's hot, it's still dry. Whenever it's cold, it's still dry. So it's more regular for us. Mm-hmm. So. You like the temperature and the weather here or there better? I enjoy whenever it's like summer here because it's kind of nice and hot. But sometimes when it gets too hot, I don't really enjoy it. So I'm... I'm complaining a lot. <laughs> no, man. It's okay. it's okay. This is a safe space. We do the same thing. We complain about the weather like pretty much year-round at home. It's either too hot or too cold. Yes, so. that's true. So, so like, how long have you been working with um, Pate Ministries and, and uh, between the mountains and here in the coast now? Yeah, I have been working with them a little bit more, uh, five years, a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and just the last two years we have been the, during this trans, we started this transition to start working in the mountains, and the last year, it started in, uh, oh, early this year in January, we moved here full-time, so mm-hmm. that's the reason we're doing this, like, 20, oh, five days a week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's cool. Do you guys, uh, when you think about, like, one of the things we've done all week long has been the Bible Club, so I guess we got here on Saturday? Uh, uh, technically Sunday, yeah. We flew in on Saturday, and then... Uh, actually got to the city that we're in now uh, on Sunday. And so Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, uh, we've done seven Bible clubs, right? Mm-hmm. Seven That's total. right. And so <clears throat> basically the ministry works specifically through those Bible clubs for the little kids, which is uh, teaching uh, kind of like Sunday school lessons, mm-hmm. uh, acting it out, singing songs, their own kind of little church services in all of these different villages 
Um, some are how far? Hour and a half away. Is that the farthest? From from oh uh, yeah from, from the farthest. Uh yes yeah yes. So, super I'm not cool. have that. So, so we've done a bunch of those. Go for it. Yeah. So like in in our terms, like this would be like mini VBSs in a way. Yeah. So um, if you're th- trying to trying to get a picture of what it's like, is it's mm-hmm. like a, a two hour long VBS per day, um, and they're doing these every week mm-hmm. uh, with these groups of kids in the same communities. So kind of like twice a day, some of the days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We we used to have a, one that it was really inland like you were talking about the other day this one is one hour and a half it's kind of tiring getting over there but we used to go on a different one um that his name is casas viejas which means old houses and it's like a um town in the middle of the um, jungle uh, it's not a town uh, like a group of houses we can say it but there's maybe a hundred kids there and another 70 adults when we do the kids club wow. so and it was interesting because we one time we were doing a ladies event and even we were you know sometimes we take our tables foldable tables and and we have some chairs and stuff but we were doing the kids club in one area and the ladies event in another area and then everybody said it's too the building is too full maybe it will collapse because it was a wooden floor it was the termites in some of the parts of the floor so <laughs> And then Dina, who's the uh, wife of Gary, um, she was she was saying that oh yeah we don't allow more people get in because everybody was kind of even the the people national were thinking oh man this building is going to collapse and she said I don't want that and the, that oh, to happen yeah. the uh, <laughs> that I'm not getting in there yeah. <laughs> no sir yeah, Jason's a little bit larger it's <laughs> oh, the expanded size of so uh, the problem that we're not going there is because it's really challenging to coordinate the transportation over there Fernando who's our bus driver he cannot take us there because the road is really really bad it's mm. kind of like going on a safari you oh, cross wow. the river you go up and down to muddy mountains and it's really really difficult to get over there sometimes we try to make it halfway sometimes we cannot do it and we need to depend on some national have pickup trucks to help us get wow. there and when we got there the people all the time is like like really receptive really mm-hmm. receptive uh, but now we have a challenge that the time we were doing the kids club now the school um, start back in uh, like uh, like presents they, they used mm-hmm. to do kind of online classes but they don't have any internet service they, they were sharing something wow. on the radio so they could make their the homeworks and once a week or once a month one of the teachers got to this town get a file with all the homeworks and that's the way they grade the kids mm-hmm. so um, uh, so all because all all those challenges we are not going mm-hmm. over there, but we plan to go there on Christmas or a special uh, occasion like Mother's Day or something okay. like that for the people that, because they still hungry to hear or something like that. Mm-hmm. Out of all the Bible clubs that we've done this week, like what are you, what what is your favorite one? Do you have a favorite? Yeah, yeah. Gary was asking me the same question yesterday. My favorite is like Salangillo, the first one we did on Wednesday. Uh, it was a big win in the yeah. second floor of the uh, yeah. building. Yeah, that floor was shaky too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. We have sometimes we have all the drinks poured in, and um, and whenever they dance or something like that, you can see like <laughs> like how yeah. the, the the mix is moving. Yeah. yeah. What what makes that one your favorite? Um, 
I don't know, um, because Gary said um, uh, when we when we were looking for places to do ministry, when we were doing this transition from the mountains to the coast, uh, he said that um, look for places where nobody's working and also people that not have been rich. And so we I was looking for different places. So I was looking in a map and I was thinking I I want I, I want to look for a place that is not too far from the teams. But also it's a place that nobody's working. So then mm -hmm. I saw the map and I said, oh, look at this town, Salanguillo. It's like the last one in the road. All from there is jungle. So let's try to reach out somebody in there. So we call, um, we have some friends here in a Baptist camp. And then we called, the, uh, they have a friend a little bit closer to Salanguillo. And then he gave me another number from somebody a little <laughs> bit more close. And then, wow. then we end up um, going over there. So, mm -hmm. And I like, because I see kind of you, you guys were there so there this town is more in need also from the word word of god and also like us like a ministry give we give something like backpacks once a year we give sometimes sandals or people sometimes donate like shirts and stuff mm -hmm. we give them away so i think they will be uh, people that beneficiate a lot because mm -hmm. there's more poverty in that area i don't know if you guys mm -hmm. notice mm -hmm. there's more like it's interesting when you're right on the roads there you see a lot of pigs and really skinny pigs looks like a dog and, <laughs> and they're small ones they don't grow bigger and uh, some goats on the road cows on the road it's more like in the countryside but it's you can see more poverty there mm -hmm. in that area so that's i think that's one of the reasons that i like mm -hmm. that bible club a lot yes I, I think i like how much um ownership you take and it's i didn't know that you could have that freedom to find these places i think it's cool that gary gives you that reins and says hey man look this is you go mm -hmm. out there and find it because mm -hmm. that's really a, a good leadership thing that he does mm -hmm. um, that. and that's really neat that they gives you that practice because one day uh, i could see you uh doing a lot of this and having your own and uh, i mean that might be down the road and mm -hmm. stuff but um, mm -hmm. that's really cool that's really neat mm -hmm. Yeah, so 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 let's talk about that a little bit. Do you, are your aspirations for ministry? Um, do you do you long term want to do ministry like for the next the rest many of your years? Lives. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think that's that's yeah that I think that's the way I'm wired. I like to serve, and also I'm not saying this just to say it, but I like <laughs> to serve. But uh, I whenever even I got married, I told my wife I would like to serve in some way. So mm -hmm. I was wanting to, you to be aware of that. Yeah. <laughs> so, Heads up. Yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> you you had that conversation before y'all got married? Yeah, yeah, yes. Uh, so uh, we have uh, like a premarital counseling. Uh, yeah. So yeah. they they were saying um, you need to be honest and uh, tell, you, um, in this case, Veronica, your expectations. And it was interesting because I, I write down a list of expectations that I had and she draw. Uh, Write, write down a list another list and it was kind of funny then our counselor said oh look at this list and right now veronica is not like this like, like the girl that you're dreaming in your list but just think about maybe she can be like that in the future or she never be like that so mm -hmm. you need to be aware of that so Mm -hmm. What That's was her? Exercise. Yeah, super good. I'm gonna use it. Uh, what What was like uh, her reaction to that? Was she totally good with it? Was she open to that, or did it take her a little bit of time? No, uh, she was open to that. Um, so no, she was really open. She was really receptive. Uh, mm -hmm. That's good. 
uh, what, so whenever you guys moved here to the coast a year ago, like, was, was she super, like, on board with that, or was it hard for her to want to come, um, and, and the whole family move, or, or what did that, what did that, like, look like? Yeah, she was all on board, like you can say, and so she was all in for that, and now, as we have some challenges, because after being a year here, you, you see, you have some expectation to go to a different place and say, oh, it's going to be the same, or I'm, I'm going to adjust this or that way. But um, it, it, I think the most challenging part for her, and I really understand, I really get it, is that she only gets to talk to me as an mm-hmm. adult. Uh, she gets to talk with team members or something like that. And I, I, I don't know why, but, and she asked me this question even yesterday too. Uh, why you when you're with the teams and when you're even with the E team you talk a lot, and when you come home I say <laughs> you're quiet. <laughs> yeah. I was everything. And she said, "You said oh everything was good." <laughs> so let me tell you, I've got five kids and my wife does the same thing. When I get home, like I don't want to talk about work. She's like. I just want to talk. Yeah, I just want to talk to anybody who talks back. I've used all my words for the day. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, all that's, gone. Yeah, because by the time you get home, you're tired. Yeah. No, that, no, that's right. That's right. And then I think I have to spend some time with them in the morning. Yeah. So I and she started working the other day on on the beach. Yeah. Mm. And then I joined to her. So then I was oh, that's good. Have, trying to take advantage of that. But I think I think honestly I need to be more. Uh, more kind of smart of thinking of ways that I can um, feel mm. that boy because she has she has like uh, friends there this girl friends that used to talk to her and all the time and and uh, talking about girl girl stuff but she cannot I don't know if she can talk that kind mm-hmm. of stuff with me but sure but I I, I mm-hmm. need to kind of feel the boy with something so that's something I need to work on mm-hmm. yeah we all do yeah. not just you yeah man. Yeah. Life gets crazy, and time gets spent in other places. And but there's a balance. There's a way that the Lord has made it to where you can serve in ministry really well and have a fruitful ministry. But also, um, you know, the Bible talks that our our family is our first ministry, and so that's there's right. a way that those things balance. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. That's right. So if you're listening and not married yet, uh, girls, man, look for you and Andreas. Look for you and Andreas. <laughs> no, 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 no. Andreas is taken, though. Andreas is no, taken. You need someone like Andreas. Yeah, you no, can't no. have Andreas. Very exotic, but truthful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so in the past, how many years have you been with the ministry? Six? Uh, five. Five. In August, next August of 2023 will be six years. Yeah, mm-hmm. wow. So how have you seen the ministry grow over the last five or six years? Uh, or even just specifically in this new area, um, since it's been kind of ground zero yeah. that you guys came. Um, yeah, we, like I was telling you, on 2021, we used to come once a month and stay here for a week in this hotel, same hotel. Oh, wow. And we used to, used to stay here for a week and do all the kids' club and go back to the mountains and work there. So uh, the the response or the growth that I have seen is the kids that have been more get to know the structure of the kind of like BBS that we have, the Bible club that we have. So so whenever we say this keyword like Jesus and they say Cristo, Cristo. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are quiet. Not all of them, but 
So, but it's better that it was at the beginning. So I can see that way that it's growing. Also, it's growing with the adult Bible study. We, whenever we were here in January, we were thinking we need we want to have adult Bible study. We didn't know how many they will come. We yeah. didn't know how much people to expect. But now we we have seen such yeah, a growth. Cool. So it's yeah. all because of the Lord. Yeah, that's one thing we didn't talk about was the adult Bible study. So on Tuesday nights at Siete. Mm-hmm. Or seven thirty or seven forty five whenever they show up. <laughs> yeah, right when uh, <laughs> Tell us about the adult adult Bible study you guys are doing, but then what the hope that it turns into is. Oh yeah, that's right. Um the adult Bible study is like we have like even the name of the in the building is the gathering. We just wanna make something kind of a little bit more informal. Um so the people like nationals in transits can come like if they wearing their shorts or flip flops it's a little bit more casual so we're trying to do create this environment for them to come and learn the word of god so um, right now we have about 150 some days a little bit more some days a little bit less but that's our average 150 mm-hmm. people so um, we hope that will turn into our just adult Bible study because right now, uh, so uh, sorry, where we can study the Bible because right now we're watching the series of the Chosen, yeah. and I think it's really good for beginners the, the the Chosen and also for me too. I'm I'm not saying that I'm no, sure, yeah, sure, but, sure, sure, sure. but I I get to learn more of the culture mm-hmm. of where and the culture and the time where Jesus when Jesus was living. So so that was really uh, neat for me, but I think it's also neat for the people that. Uh, it, we have responses from people saying, oh, "I never, I never hear about Jesus um, turning wine into wine, um, sorry, water into wine. Mm-hmm. I never heard about him like healing a paralytic or that kind of stuff." Some of them, they said they have been in a religion for their whole life, but they never had the chance to read their Bible. Read their Bible. Mm-hmm. So that's really interesting because, and I don't want to say this in a bad way, but I last time I heard this, it was it was true. The ninety-five percent of the Ecuadorians are considered Catholic, mm-hmm. and the five percent are um, other denomination. But in that five percent, you have like Christians, Jehovah's Witnesses, and all mm-hmm. kinds of stuff. I don't know different kinds, of, but mm-hmm. but so, um, and the, among these ninety-five percent, all of them are considered Catholic, but none of them read the Bible. None of mm-hmm. them, I don't know. They only go to um, church. Once in a while, whenever it's like a, a party from like I was telling you the other day that each town have their own Catholic church, mm-hmm. but they have like the party from that town, like like the special days for that town. Mm-hmm. So that's when people go to the church, maybe yeah. once a year or twice a year, or when somebody's getting married or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's the same back home. We call them uh, like. Uh, my wife calls them like priesters because they only show up on Christmas and Easter. <laughs> yeah, we saw we were driving through one of the towns a few days ago, and and there was a huge party going on and a parade going down the street. And so we asked, uh, we asked Fernando, who we call El Presidente, <laughs> and uh, and he said that they were worshiping uh, the saint. It, for, yeah. it was the day to worship that specific saint of their town. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we have a calendar where you can worship different kind of saints. I was telling you guys the other day about it. So it's I, I once I 
trying to see it out of my culture. It's kind of weird because I, the Bible talks about this stuff, uh, the Israelites of the nation around them doing this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And I think, oh, that's something that I've been living in my whole life uh, around these uh, traditions. And that's um, something that we have in Ecuador, like uh, a calendar where each, um, not each day, but a lot of days of the year have a specific day saint to worship. For example, I, my first name is Angel. Mm -hmm. So even, uh, I think I was the second or August the fourth is uh, to worship Angel. I don't know, the wow. people, somebody like Angel, I don't know. Sure. Yeah, something yeah. like that. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. I, yeah. If if it was our choice, every day would be your day, Andres. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, no. Every day would be Andres' day. Uh, you guys are just <laughs> saying that. Every day, every day would be Andres' day. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I guess, like... Um, where do you hope to see it go from here? So like, oh yeah, yeah, that's um, <laughs> yeah. So we we've kind of seen it from uh, our Stephen came last year and kind of saw or heard Ground Zero was happening. Mm -hmm. uh, we came, or we're here now, um, a year into it, and man, the Lord is doing a great mm -hmm. great work through you guys. And how many um, how many how many people do we say we uh, like? "Quote unquote," touched over the entire week. It was somewhere between eight hundred and a thousand. Yeah, because I mean, we had five hundred over almost six hundred kids in the Bible clubs. Another eighty something adults. Uh, we had one hundred ninety eight people at the at the Bible study on Tuesday night, mm -hmm. and then we handed out three hundred invitations in the yeah. community on on Tuesday. Yeah, and now all those people didn't come, but like those were people that we were able to mm -hmm. put something in their hand to connect them to the to the ministry. So. That's uh, right, that's right. Yeah. Even, for example, I was thinking about Jason. Whenever he was sharing um, the invitation, he got the chance, or the, I uh, had the chance to witness that the the lady who he invited came to the, the whole Bible study. So that's kind of neat. So that, yeah. that, that, that what you're saying is true. Mm -hmm. And also the fact that you guys are even on the plane, even on the, I don't know, whenever See? you guys oh, were yeah. in a restaurant, um, just by being a good... Um, Christian is a good testament. Yeah. Well, really, well, really, I'm just talking about the like the structure that you guys have set up, and like, I mean, it was it was uh -huh. nothing that we did. We just came and fell into a system. Um, the Lord is using yeah. you and the E team and and Gary to to touch all these people, and and we just came alongside and assisted that. But like, it's crazy to think that in a year, uh, a thousand people have have been affected by this ministry. Uh, that this doesn't happen. That doesn't happen back home in a week. Uh, yeah, that's right. And so, and so, there's almost a moment for anybody that's listening to say, "Hey, like, it's still, it still does work to just go and like talk to people and invite them to come to church, even off the streets." Mm -hmm. I mean, there was one time I literally walked into a bar to a guy named uh, Yvonne, Yvonne. Mm -hmm. and like, and it turned into a 15 minute conversation where we explicitly shared the gospel with him as he's. You know, just kind of like in some ways out of his mind, and mm -hmm. and so uh, those things still work. So that's super awesome. Uh, but then back to Garrett's question, like, what is your hope for the <laughs> ministry? Uh, in, all right, so heads up, give us your five year, maybe just to like a thought, and then give us maybe a ten year thought. Yeah, um, one time somebody else asked me the same question. I was thinking, I I I, I wish, or I don't know. He told me have a big dream and maybe my, mm -hmm. one of my, my big dream my big expectation is that the ministry can expand a little bit more throughout Ecuador wow. now we are in the Andes Mountains and now we're on the coast but we are in the part of the coast in the one section in the Andes Mountains so I was thinking it would be nice and neat if we can um, mm -hmm. do it 
uh, in the entire country. I, I, I'm just trying to That's awesome. dream big. And also, then, and I was thinking, maybe in 10 years, it can be in maybe the countries are next to Ecuador, like Colombia and Peru. And I was even telling Gary the other day, maybe I can drive the van down to call, uh, Peru <laughs> and visit some of them and yeah. see, equip them or something like that. I don't know. That's so, awesome, man. So, so, and, and something that, um, what I hope that happened mm-hmm. is because I, and the reason I came here is because um, you, you guys know Gary, and I like how he have his goal. He mm-hmm. set a goal and he pursues and and he hopes and prays that it, that it will be in God's will. So mm-hmm. that's the reason when he was praying to come over here and we mm-hmm. were looking for somebody to be me here and I was yeah. going to stay on the mountains but I end up saying oh man I think that's somebody that lo- you're looking for is me so, <laughs> so is that what you I, told I, Veronica I, too said, stop looking I'm the guy yeah, I, just, I found it <laughs> is that what you told Veronica too yeah I told I, th- I think I'm your guy yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. yeah no for real Veronica stop looking for a husband I found him for you I'm he's right here, here. <laughs> no, but no no but um and and the reason why I, I hope the ministry spent throughout Ecuador is because I believe in what he's doing it. And also mm-hmm. I, I'm not saying that um, I don't believe what God is doing, but he is using Gary as a really powerful tool to work here in Ecuador and also to work on the States because mm-hmm. he does a lot of like spreading out the word. So, so that's the reason that you guys know my name even yes. before you, I, you guys <laughs> came over here because he talks mm-hmm. uh, good stuff about the ministry yeah. and also about myself and that kind of stuff but he he does a great job on the states raising money is spreading the what we do uh-huh. and also he does an awesome job here in Ecuador equipping us mm-hmm. to equip more people and and also like the system and the structure you guys saw in the BBS I have the chance to witness that have been uh, really effective in people's life and the kids life mm-hmm. so that's the reason i think i hope more lives can be touched more uh, kids life being affected and throughout that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. man that's awesome that is so awesome yeah just to be honest man like you uh as we ran around the table uh last night gary asked us Hey, what are your? Oh, what did he ask? Like, what were the? What's the best part of the your week? High and what was your low? Yeah, kind of deal? yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what we mean when we say that? Like, what was the best part of it? Worst part of it? High, low? <clears throat> there were several people that you specifically and the Ecuadorian team were our favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, part of what? Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, and not not that like we didn't love being with the kids oh, and all no, that no, and yeah, the yeah. ministry. It was just uh, such a joy to be able to come alongside uh-huh. you guys and just fall into to line yeah. and everything seemed to gel. Y'all were very accepting and yeah. um, organized and it just it was, it was a lot of fun to serve with you guys. Yeah, and just to be honest, like it was really hard to leave everybody yesterday. Uh-huh. I mean, like Rachel in like Rachel fashion uh, was crying when we left, and I felt that. I mm-hmm. I, I was very. <laughs> I thought I might, you know, just because uh, those friendships built really were built really quick, you know, mm-hmm. and. And we see the ministry that you guys are doing with such joy and passion and fervor. Um, you know, there's a there's a lot that even just coming here reignites and fuels me to want to be like you guys when I get back home. Mm-hmm. Um, and and pray that that ministry, uh, y'all's ministry heart will will also reflect my ministry heart. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's something really cool to say. Like we have literally never met each other. 
Um, I actually didn't even, we, none of us even had a conversation with you on the phone before mm-hmm. we even came here. So we legitimately only knew Gary. And I saw a picture of Andreas. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Yeah, Steven, just a picture. Steven, yeah. Says, yeah. Steven says, this is Andreas. He's awesome. <laughs> you're going to love him. Yes, mm-hmm. awesome. And you're right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but like so quickly, ministry and the gospel uh, like connects us no matter where we're from. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So that's just been, it's, it's been really, it's been really neat. Um, so if we can, can we back up for just a second and yes. ask you specifically a personal question? Yes, yes. Um, can you just like, <clears throat> there's some students that are definitely going to listen to this. And so um, would you just kind of give us your testimony, maybe how you came to faith, um, yeah. like like what that looks like. You, you don't have to go into super detail, or you can, whatever. We're, we've got until 7.15. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's something so cool to see how the gospel transcends culture and transcends language yeah. and how um, it is um, the same gospel at home and the same gospel yeah. here and it affected our heart and it affected your heart the same. Yeah. So that's so good. Um, yeah. So yeah. Before I ask, um, uh, sorry, I respond to that question. I was going to say what you guys are talking about the same gospel and the same everything. Uh-huh. I was going to say that Gary was asking me yesterday if they, whenever they can come over here, if they are making the things run a little bit slower because maybe they, he's saying we are clumsy and doing this and that and we don't have a lot. And I said. Just the fact that you guys are just helping one of the kids um, do the craft mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff helps a lot, a lot. And that's also another way to share the gospel, share uh, care, share love for the kids. And that mm-hmm. share and care, that love and care, sorry, will touch their life mm-hmm. one time and say, oh, this green girl, I don't know, this crazy green girl like Gary, Andrew, or Jason, help me, or yeah. something like that. And that what they did. You what? think we're crazy gringos? I, I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, but... Como se, como se dice, definitely. Definitivamente. <laughs> so, oh, you, oh, yeah, my testimony. Sorry about that. No, no it's good, man. It's, um, it's good. Uh, so, um, like I was telling you, like 95% of the Ecuadorians are Catholic, like my parents. So, uh, I can tell you a little bit of my parents. So, when my parents, uh, they got married because my mom was pregnant of me. And so, that that at that time like 20 or almost 33 years ago, <laughs> 33 years ago, um, was kind of, um, um, she, my, my dad's side family kind of like not appreciate that much. So they, some of them don't even went to the wedding or something like that in my mom's side too. So the only one that like showed care for them and love was my uncle who was a Christian pastor. And I said, wow. oh, I can marry you guys if you want to be, got married and that kind of stuff. So they got married, uh, not even in a church, but in a place, and they have a small party. Not nothing. Maybe that my dad always said my my suit was borrowed from somebody. Yeah. Your mom uh, dress was borrowed from somebody. Yeah, it's so, awesome. It happens in the states all the time. Yeah. So, so they got married, and when I uh, I was little, I was growing up in this transition of being a. Catholic and then uh, becoming a Christian mm-hmm. and even I got baptized at a Catholic church when I was I don't remember how old I was but but I remember that um, I started um, seeing a change in my parents life uh, when I was about six years old I, I have memories when I was six or five but I remember um, my my parents even having that transition of um, Living, living their life this way and now uh, mm-hmm. trying to live a different life according to what the Bible said. So, and I, I, I really, 
I was kind of, I don't know, interested about what's going on in my parents. Like, even though I was a little, I, I now I can see it back and I was thinking, what uh, I can see why, but I was thinking there's so much changes here. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I, why we are changing. And sometimes I was complaining as a kid, why we are changing? You used to do this things this way. And now we're going to church every single Sunday. I cannot watch TV or something like that. Oh, for real. <laughs> and then, and then, and then I I got to understand now a little bit better. But I saw that transitions of my parents, and and when I I was about twelve years old, eh, my uncle who was the pastor he was asking who wants to accept the Lord, and I said I don't really know if I accept the Lord, mm-hmm. and I went up front. One time, a couple of times, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was in reinsurance. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, but, but but one of those days, I really mean it, and I give my life to Christ. Is this is really interesting? I and I, if like like the students from the student ministry, teenager or something like that. I don't know. But when I was twelve years old up until I was sixteen. I was um, really into reading God's word. For example, I, I read. I used to pray, "Hey Lord, please, I wanna get married with, uh, uh, get married soon. I wanna get a house, get a job. Please help me with that kind of stuff." Every single night, I used to pray that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. when I got married, I got the, those three things: a job, a beautiful wife, and and a house. Even I, I yeah, all all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, but I was I was really dedicated. Uh, at that time when I was 12 uh, to 16 kind of and I used to read my Bible by myself uh, in my room and everything but when I started dating my wife when I was 17 and I'm not saying that she was a bad influence but I think (laughs) everything at that time when I was just getting ready to start college I started like how you say striving or moving away from falling away yeah falling away basically and 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 ever since I I have been trying to have the same devotion, the same mm-hmm. uh, kind of attitude, and I, I haven't been able because right, right now I have so much stuff like my daughters, mm-hmm. my wife, and I don't have yeah. too much time like I had mm-hmm. when you're a teenager. You don't realize that how much time you have in your uh-huh. hands mm-hmm. and how valuable it is. Yeah. So, but anyway, I started like fall, falling down, like you said, brother, and even I was in the same time we are ministering now, like sometimes, um, how say, sneaking out from the Baptist camp, going there <laughs> at night. Oh, you told us that. Right? <laughs> 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 hey, going Don't there, get any ideas, students. <laughs> yeah, go, going there at night, trying to look for something that wasn't mm-hmm. there, mm-hmm. trying to do something yeah. um, that will look cool. And that will fill my life, but it didn't. Mm. So um, we ended up being caught, and that we were sneaking out at night yeah. and stuff. So it was it was kind of terrible. Mm-hmm. It was a real hard times, and 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 I still keep the same pattern until one night. I was really in a really difficult situation. Maybe that we even a story for another time. I was really in a difficult situation, but I what I have been told and what I have been teach is that the only one who can help in that kind of situation is mm-hmm. the Lord. And then I cry out to the Lord like, I said, hey Lord, God, I know that I have said this multiple times. I have said <laughs> this will be the last time yeah. something, but this time really, I really mean it. And I I want you to help me get out of this situation. And and he did, and he did. And I went home mm-hmm. and, and cried out the night. And I, I, I was feeling 
so dirty that even I take a shower at 4 a.m. Yeah, or something sure. like that. Oh, for real. And then, no, yeah. and then I, I, I started changing my life ever since. And that, was, that happened like a year or two before I got married some minute when I was like 20 or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I spent almost like from 17 to 20, like falling down a little bit until I was yeah. 20 that I was really down. So, and then the Lord rescued me, and then mm. I still have that desire that, that I have when I was a kid to serve yeah. in, mm. in some kind of way. And then that triggers back the same desire, and then here we are. Mm-hmm. Now. Yeah, that's awesome, so man. Cool. Your, your ministry has is, is, is been awesome. Um, but that's how a lot of our stories are. That's how my story is. There was a huge time in my life where I knew that Jesus had died for my sins. I knew he was my Savior. Uh, but my life just didn't match up, and really, it took it took several years for me to get to the point where you're at, where 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 you're talking about. Um, and as we shared testimonies, it was the same for Garrett and and Jason as well. Um, it it is so. From your mind, uh, is there a way that the students and even us we're, we're prone to that could happen again in our lives? Mm-hmm. Can you think of any ways that we can protect ourselves from letting that happen? So for the for the 13-year-old maybe that's going to listen to this or the 21-year-old that's going to listen to this, can you help uh, give us any ideas? How can we protect ourselves from falling away from those kind of things? Yeah, that's, that's a good question. And I was even thinking about that yesterday, not because you guys said something, but mainly because I was thinking when I was little and even when I was like starting to falling down, I, I was thinking, man, I wish I could be at the retreat or uh, all my life. Because when you're in a retreat or you, when you're in a camp, you you dedicate your life and that time to the Lord. And I said, I wish I can be here. Never go home. Never go home. That's right. Never go home. But once you're in ministry and you realize that it's kind of like being in a retreat your whole life. Yeah. Every kind of time of your yeah. life you realize, I, I'm the one who is creating all these. I'm pushing myself yeah. to sin. Yeah. I'm pushing myself to fall down. I'm pushing myself to by uh, doing action, um, taking some steps into something that mm-hmm. is not good. And we all know when something is not good, and we keep taking little yeah. steps over there. And one one uh, there there was there was a pastor. <laughs> there was a pastor that came down here, and he said, whenever you enter in a dark room, he's sometimes you are taken back because you cannot see anything but once you are there for a little time your eyes get used to the darkness mm-hmm. and then and you st- uh, start seeing some of the stuff like you can see this table you can see the chair mm-hmm. and then you start being liking yeah. being in the dark you get you mm-hmm. get comfortable being on the dark and when somebody turn on the light oh man now you're taking yeah. back of the light wow so the, the way that you can prevent that is just have um Somebody, I, I'm not saying that it's good advice, but if you can, you can, you can have somebody that you can, yeah. um, somebody that you can be accountable with, uh-huh. somebody about all the time. But we always say yes, we will have somebody, but we never end up having somebody <laughs> that we so can. Good. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but if you honestly, you wanna prevent that is if you have somebody that you can always give him mm-hmm. uh, an accountability of what you're doing and how your life is, and just being honest with this person and also trusting the Lord that he will keep his word and how what I mean by that is 
whenever you feel that you stop reading your Bible, whenever you feel you start having your devotional, like, oh, I'm getting used to the darkness, so I need to go back to the light or something. Mm-hmm. That, that's, that's oh, man, that's so yeah. good. We have the exact same thing that happens with our camps. Uh, so every summer we put on a camp for our student ministry. Uh, in the winter we do uh, kind of like a miniature camp. Uh, and for that week, everybody is so devoted. And even like the week, maybe even if it's really good, the second week after that, they're still on fire for Jesus when they come home. Mm-hmm. And so we always say, man, we wish we could stay at camp forever. So exactly what you're saying. And so the question is almost like, all right, so how do we make my life like camp, camp every day? Right. Mm-hmm. And so you, when you think about probably the same thing with your camp, with our camp, we worship in the morning mm-hmm. uh, or we start the morning with a devotion. Then we worship in song together. Then we read our Bibles and hear the word together. Then we spend all week together talking about God's word. Um, and if we can fix that in each of our days, then we can accomplish what you're saying. Mm-hmm. No, no, that's right. And if like, oh, that's, that's, that's really neat. And also, if you can be surrounded by people like have the same mentality. Yes. And, and, Influences. And, yeah. Um, and also, even, I, I don't know, it's hard. When, whenever I was working in a factory when I, where I was the only Christian, I, I couldn't say to my boss, I'm not going to work here because I was needed the job. Because nobody's a Christian. <laughs> yeah, but well, that was real. But then um, my church was telling everybody in the church this. We we make camp for you guys. We make family retreats for you. And nobody comes. That's what my, 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 the pastor of my church was saying. And that's, that's, that's right. Sometimes we don't want to get out of our comfort zone. Because mm-hmm. being on a camp is different. Being on this mission trip is different. Like Jason needs to be in a bigger bed. But she's not. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, so, so for context, Jason uh, slept is, in a twin size bed all week. And if you don't know Jason, Jason's like six four. He's, he's a large man, and so his feet off the bed all week. Uh, okay. So we were joking about it before. What a life! No, suffering for the causes so of much worse. Yeah. <laughs> suffering for the cause Talking of the gospel. Talking about carrying your cross daily. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh man! So, so the, if you can be involved with the because. People in your church, pastors and senior, I don't know, associate pastors, and everybody mm-hmm. is thinking about you, uh, thinking about how they can help you because they have been in the same situation like you. So if you can trust them because they want to do something good for you mm-hmm. and yeah, be in those, awesome. those camps, those retreats, those meetings, those, I don't know. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. All right. One last question that we're going to ask you how we can pray for you. Um, so missions teams come and go every week so we're fixing to fly out today mm-hmm. <laughs> and then in, tomorrow uh, gary's going to pick up another team mm-hmm. and you're going to get a whole new group of gringos that aren't going to be as good as us definitely not going to be as good as <laughs> us. No, they're not going to serve as well they're not going to look as good as <laughs> us they're not going to be as cool as us probably not going to do a podcast definitely not going to do a <laughs> podcast yeah, with the, the andreas <laughs> uh so like what makes a successful missions team like when they come to partner with you, uh, what are the characteristics of a good one or a successful one? Um, I think whenever the team, they even though they're not met each other because I, we have some teams before that they are from different churches, mm-hmm. two or three different churches. Whenever they got here, they have that attitude of serving and not being worried what is going to save my other, my other teammates or the Ecuadorians. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They just jump in and help the kids. They jump in, try their Spanish with everybody. So uh, the fact that you got the, each team member is not being afraid to 
try their Spanish, yeah. try to learn different stuff, like different food, that, that, that kind of stuff. So if, I think that's something that is really important whenever you're in a mission team. And also the fact that um, you can, everybody can do something, everybody can do the same thing, everybody can teach, everybody can um, play mm -hmm. with the kids. So, so that way give them more flexibility for them one day for them to share the next day he can get experience playing with the kids the next day he can experience serving the drinks the next day he can experience something with the adult bible study okay. all that kind of stuff if you guys come with that attitude i think it's the best option and also the like i what i have seen in this team is that you guys are open to hear what mm -hmm. we have to say that you guys are interested in our mm -hmm. lives so that i think that's really important it not only for me but i like that but only for uh, also for Sammy, Samuel, Rebecca, and Andreina. So uh, asking them, hey, mm -hmm. what are you doing? What do you do for living? Yeah, uh, and you have family, all that kind of stuff. Um, that's something that really encourages us, and also that build that um, kind of church environment. Because right mm -hmm. now we're building this church, trying to put together this church, but we don't have actually a church service for ourselves. But we, whenever we're with the teams, that feels like church for you guys whenever yeah. if you like to go to church and you like to see some friends over there and uh, that's the same with me mm -hmm. I, I talking about myself whenever i see somebody that came last year and come with, oh this is my friend he's coming and it's nice to see him and uh, check him on facebook and see what's going on in his yeah. life and thinking about him sometimes i even yesterday i was thinking about this pastor that gave me the examples of being in a dark room so I, I, I don't text him all the time. I don't call him all the time, but just uh, thinking what what he might be doing right yeah. now. So yeah. that, that, and that, yeah. that's something, making that connection, that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Mm. We, uh, well, we all swapped numbers yesterday, so we're expecting some texts. <laughs> and we will be texting you. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to... Uh, we're gonna start a big group message with y'all's team and our team. Oh, great! Uh, awesome. That way we can we can encourage each other throughout the year until we see each other again. Mm -hmm. Awesome! That's awesome. That's neat. Uh, so, any any final questions, Jason and Garrett or Andreas, to us before we we hit the how can we pray for you and then? Do you have any questions for us, man? Um, I uh, not that I no, I don't know. <laughs> not on the top of your head. That's spot. okay. Yeah, man, how much fun this uh, week was, and mm -hmm. uh, and man. This mission is, is um, you can definitely see the Lord's hand in it. Um, the Lord is, is using you guys in great ways for, for the glory of his name. So mm -hmm. um, it's awesome. So um, how can we be praying for you specifically um, and then maybe for um, the ministry as a whole? Yeah, um, like I was saying yesterday, if you guys can pray for me like to be a good steward. Uh, but mainly I have these three things. To be a good father, to be a, to be a good leader, and also uh, to be a good husband. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So those three things, I think, they are the more important things in my life, especially mm -hmm. uh, with my being a father and a husband down here. Because it seems like for my family, I do a good job at uh, and here a good job here in the ministry. But sometimes it's um, I give all myself here into the ministry, but I need to have the same devotion the same attitude with my family mm -hmm. sometimes I'm playing with other kids and when I got home I'm tired to play with my daughters and, and that's kind of frustrating and also 
I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of interesting. It's something that that I need um, God to help me to be focused in my my primary ministry, which is my wife and daughters, mm-hmm. and then and then I can be more mm-hmm. effective as a leader and as um, kind of a missionary down here with. Uh, um, the kids and the people around here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so good. Man. So those three things: be a good father, be a good husband, and be a good leader here. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Is there anything specific we can pray for? Maybe the ministry as whole. Um, uh, talking about the ministry, that we can find the right people with the right uh, attitude too, because mm-hmm. that's what uh, I think. Gary have been hammering down on me. We need the right people with the right attitude because we, you can have people that can translate but not have the right attitude. You have people that maybe have the right attitude but they definitely cannot translate. But we definitely need somebody that can translate and stuff. So and also, if you guys can pray to for God to give us more wisdom and direction, how we can. Uh, um, direct or what other stuff we can implement to the ministry because people are talking about oh we need a ladies event or, or ladies meeting or you know, youth group and that kind of stuff there are all of a lot of possibilities to do ministry but um gary wants to take one sure step at a time so mm-hmm. i wish um, okay um, gotta give him wisdom to taking those mm-hmm. steps because it seems to work so far and that's the reason I came over here because I I see how he's taking those steps following God's will and that, that the ministry and that him don't follow to that God's mm-hmm. will mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, that's awesome well G pray for us man let's pray for the ministry pray for uh, Andreas and uh, and, uh, and we'll call it cool Lord, we thank you for this day, Lord. We thank you for the opportunity to come to Ecuador um, and to see your work here, Lord, um, and to be a part of the, your work here, Lord. I pray that you will continue to bless this ministry, that you will continue to to um, bless Andreas and the E-Team and Gary and Dina and uh, everyone involved, Lord, that you will um, that you will advance the gospel through the this ministry, Lord. I pray for Andreas specifically. I pray for... Um, um, him and and in so many similar ways to my ministry and Andrew's ministry and and Jason's ministry and all all of our ministries back home, Lord, that we would um, be um, a father and a, a husband before um, we are a pastor or a, or a minister. Lord, I pray that you will help us to um, to fall into our roles right and to be able to find a time to to do them. Um, the right way, Lord, the way that you have set them up and, and designed them. So, Lord, we pray that you will um, give him wisdom and, and give him discernment in those areas, Lord. Um, Lord, we pray that you will radically change the um, the landscape, the, the spiritual landscape of, of Ecuador through this ministry, Lord. Um, um, Andrea shared the the goal of hoping that all of Ecuador can be um, effective for the gospel. Less than five percent of the population are Christians, and don't do not believe that you are the only way to God, Lord. They don't believe that you are the Son of God and that you died for their sins. So I pray, Lord, that you will um, that you will convict their hearts, that you will draw them to yourself through the um, through the preaching of the gospel through paid ministries, Lord. Um, we love you so much, and we we thank you for seeing how your gospel transcends culture and transcends language barriers and and so many different things, Lord. And that 
no matter where we are in the world, Lord, your gospel goes forth and your gospel saves. Um, help us to find hope in that. Help that us to um, cling to that at home even and to um, and, and just share share the same good news there as we're able to share here, Lord. Um, we thank you so much for this friendship. Pray that you'll continue to grow it and, and uh, grow us all in our ministries. We love you. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, man, we love you. Yeah, um, thank you. We're praying for you. I told uh, some of the E team like last night is like we don't go home and forget about you guys. Like, mm-hmm. um, man, like we we love you guys and consider y'all friends and mm-hmm. and brothers and sisters in Christ. And mm-hmm. so, um, I, I, know, I know that um, it can be easy to be continent a continental way and and mm-hmm. you know and it provides distance there. But to know we're all part of the same family is mm-hmm. is so cool to think about that. So, um, so students. Uh, hope is that you hear this and you you uh, grow a love for Ecuador through hearing what's going on here and what the Lord is doing here. And, and hopefully maybe next year you'll be able to come with us. Uh, maybe this time next year or maybe even earlier you'll get to say, man, I want to go see what's mm-hmm. happening there and uh, and be a part of that ministry. So And also I was going to say that thank you for having me here. And I, I really like the opportunity to be around you guys and uh, I, you guys are kind of nice brother so, <laughs> just kind of uh, nice <laughs> no you guys are nice you guys are nice, nice. i was telling you guys, you guys are nice and and um thank you thank you for having me here and also because i sorry if i could say some of this i don't know if i stumble i was oh, trying man, to speak english great job yeah, we <laughs> we there's zero chance that we could have done this in fully spanish so <laughs> so so thank you thank you for that and also if you, I was going to tell the students if they want to know a little more about Ecuador or something like that. And the missions itself, they can follow like Bay Ministries, yeah. Instagram, Facebook. I don't know. We mm-hmm. have everything. Yeah, YouTube channel. You just look for Paid Ministries. Yeah. And, that yeah. and, and just please share this podcast if you like it. Otherwise, don't share. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we'll put all that stuff. We'll put all that stuff in the show notes. That way, they can have the links to everything. Cool, cool. Well, it's been fun. Uh, we're gonna head on a plane at two p.m. and we'll get home about midnight tonight. And hopefully, then, yeah. Hopefully, there's apparently some weather uh, in Miami, according to the Ameri- the friendly American Airlines lady last night. So, yeah, Vicky. Yeah. <laughs> What's her name? Vicky. So. All right, guys. See you guys later. Love y'all, and we'll catch y'all next week. Peace. You've been listening to the Pursuing the Rock podcast, a podcast of the Pursuit Young Adults Ministry and the Rock Student Ministry. You can find more in the show notes about how to connect with us, and please like, share, and subscribe to wherever you get your podcasts.